Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord across the room right now. Come on, why don't we stand to our feet, clap our hands and love him. Come on, if you're on the floor, let's get up. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Let's let our voice out to him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to just lift your hands to the Lord and thank him for what he's done thus far. Come on, I challenge you. You ought to just lift up your hands and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Let that tongue speak out. Take your Bibles in your hands. We're going to go to the book of 1 Samuel chapter number 16. 1 Samuel chapter number 16, and I will start with verse number 1. I will jump around just a little bit, but I want to say how honored I am to be here tonight. I give honor to your pastor, Pastor Motes. I give honor to your first lady and uh, this family and uh, any other ministry in the house. I honor you tonight, but I'm, I'm so thankful to be here, and I'm glad to have my family with me. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what the Lord is doing here. And uh, my goodness, I don't know where we can put anybody else up in this place. <laughs> but uh, I, I, feel, uh, I feel that I've been sent by the Lord tonight with a word for this congregation. I, uh, I haven't come with a, bur- a bunch of sermons tonight. I've come with one message And I've never preached this anywhere. The Lord began to deal with me about this a few weeks ago. And uh, I just kind of wrote a few notes down. And today um, I begin to uh, spend time with the Lord and tune in. And I knew it was exactly for this church where this church is right now. Hear me tonight. I haven't been talking to your pastor. And and, uh, I haven't been talking to your pastor and asking everything that's been going on. I'm, I'm friends with Brother Nathan Eddy, but we've talked very little the last couple weeks. I think he's mad at me or something. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but what I'm saying is I, I don't know anything that's going on. Uh, but what I do know is what the Lord is getting ready to do in this house. And uh, Hear me tonight. I, I know that I know that there's building projects and I know there's a lot of things that's happening but I want to tell you there is an anointing that God is wanting to put on individuals before you leave this building that's going to help carry you into the greatest revival that Hot Springs Arkansas has ever seen but we've got our hearts have got to be where they're supposed to be for that anointing to come on us if you want that kind of anointing you ought to throw your hands up and just say God put it on me God put it on me (laughs) pour it on me God oh
I may preach five minutes. I may preach 50 minutes. I don't have a whole lot to preach, but I do feel very directed by the Holy Ghost to preach to you from 1 Samuel 16. The Bible says 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 16 and 1, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing that I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Somebody say, Saul was rejected. He said, Fill thine horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go if Saul... Hear it, he'll kill me. And the Lord said, take a heifer with thee and say, I'm come to sacrifice to the Lord. And, and call Jesse to the sacrifice. And I will show thee what thou shalt do. And thou shalt anoint unto him, uh, unto me, him whom I name unto thee. And Samuel did that which the Lord spake and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, comest thou peaceably? And he said, peaceably. And I... I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. Verse 6 says, And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature or on the height of his stature because I have refused him what a place to be in where the oil is there and ready but God says no I can't pour oil on that because I have refused him for the Lord seeth not as man seeth but man looketh on on the outward appearance, but the Lord looked on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. He said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Then Jesse made Shaman to pass by, and he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord had not chosen these. Samuel said unto Jesse, are here all thy children? He said, There remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and with all beautiful countenance and goodly to look and goodly to look to and the Lord said arise anoint him for this is he and Samuel took the horn somebody say he took the horn Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward I've got to preach to you this message tonight that I feel the Lord has custom tailored for this church tonight I want to preach to you from this subject a ready horn for a ready heart a ready horn for a ready heart come on throw your hands up and let your voice out to the Lord I believe God wants to anoint in this place oh I feel I feel fresh oil flowing in this place tonight help us Lord oh God help us tonight come on clap your hands and love the Lord please be seated 
across the room, a ready horn for a ready heart. In 1 Samuel 16 and 1, God asked Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Look with me tonight as we see the prophet of God weeping. We see the prophet of God weeping and mourning. He has a broken heart. He is weeping because God had rejected the one that he had once anointed known as King Saul. Samuel had invested in Saul. Samuel believed in Saul. Saul was the one that scripture says was head and shoulders over everyone. And he was the golden boy in the eyes of Israel. But Saul's disobedience had caused him to go from an anointed king to a rejected king. But you see, God does not turn off his supply of oil to the world just because one man messed up. Oh, but you got to look with me tonight. The moment that he rejected Saul, God had his eye on another. Look with me at the response of God. He, when he said, told Samuel in the remaining of the verse, he said, fill thine horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. He will, oh, God was telling Samuel, wipe your tears away, old prophet, and prepare your horn, for I am ready to anoint again. No more crying, Samuel. No more mourning, Samuel. Samuel didn't want to get out of the bed because of the failures of the ones that he had seen. But he said, you must get your horn ready. You must fill it to the brim. Get that ram's horn ready because you are going to anoint somebody else. Get your horn ready, Samuel. There's oil that's about to flow. Get it ready. I've already had my eye on the church that I was going to anoint. It's Jesse's house. I know the house where oil is going to flow. Hey, hear me today. I have come to preach very, very simple tonight. I do my best to dig and I do my best to bring something to a church. Oh, that's deep and, and revelatory, but I got to tell you, I don't have much revelation here tonight, but I do have a word from God. And I, if I've ever had a word, I'm confident tonight that I have it. I've come to tell you Oh, that on this Wednesday night, God is looking for someone in this place that he can pour oil on. God is ready to pour oil upon somebody in this house. I don't have a lot of revelation. All I've come to tell you is God has had his eye on this house. Hey, he saw the ones that messed up, but he's bringing oil anyway. He saw the ones that wouldn't live it, but he's bringing all anyway. God is looking. 
God's looking to anoint couples in this house. God's looking to anoint young people in this house. God's looking to anoint ministries in this house. God is ready to pour out his anointing. If you want that, you ought to throw up your hands and say, God, if you got to anoint somebody, it might as well be me. Hey, it's that anointing that does what you can't do. Oh, pastor, you're looking at things and saying if we could just get there. Oh, if we could just defeat that, I'll tell you what's going to do it. The anointing is going to help you. The anointing is going to come on somebody's shoulders tonight. The anointing is about to get involved in somebody's prayer life. The anointing is about to be a part of your song. The anointing. We've got to be an anointed church. We've got to be an anointed church. If you want that anointing, you ought to throw up your hands. It's flowing in this house. It's flowing in this house right now. I feel one of them old knockdown drag out services here tonight. God has his eye on your family. God has his eye on your church. And he's saying, I'm ready to anoint. I come to tell you, God has had his eye on you. God has had his eye on you. He saw the ones that failed. He saw the ones that's failed in your family. He saw the ones in your family that wouldn't live for God. And he saw the ones that sold out and said, no, I'm not going to do it anymore. Honey, but I want to tell you, it doesn't matter who did what. God wants you for you. He don't want you for your family. He wants you for you. Listen to me tonight. If God's anointing was predicated on your last name, I would have never had a chance. Oh, but let me tell you, God looks past. God looks past the addiction in my family. God looks past all the things in my family. And he said, I'm not calling you by your last name. I have called you by your first name. I have called you for who you are. And I've got an anointing for you. I've got an anointing for you. Isaiah wrote about that anointing. He spoke about it in Isaiah 27 and 11. He said the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Hear me today. It is the anointing of God that does what we cannot do on our own accord. I'm thankful for all the singing. I'm thankful for the preaching. But I want to tell you, singing without anointing is just a show. We might as well go down to the concert. Oh, but I want to tell you when the anointing is involved, something begins to break. 
You want to know the difference between a pretty message and an anointed message? You want to know the difference between a pretty song and an anointed song? The difference between a, oh, a pretty Sunday school teacher and an anointed Sunday school teacher? I'll tell you what the difference is. Oh, it's when something begins to change and something begins to break. And the yokes begin to fall off. That's what God wants to do in this city. He don't want you to have pretty church. He wants yokes to fall on the ground. Yokes of addiction to be broke. Yokes that are generational to be broken. But when is it going to happen? It only happens if we're willing to live the life to have the anointing. We've got the visual perfected. We know how to look the part. Oh, but brother, there's a lot of people that looks the part that they ain't anointed. There's a lot of people that look the part and they're still in sin. But I come to tell you, God's got his eye on this church. And he's come to, oh, it's as if. I want to tell you, I, I feel it so strong. It's as if he's looking at the prophet Samuel. And he's saying, boy, quit mourning about those that wouldn't pay the price. Quit, quit mourning about those that wouldn't give all. Quit mourning about those that, that were living in disobedience. Samuel, Samuel, I want you to get your horn ready. And I want you to go down there to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Because there's somebody there. There's somebody there that's going to be a giant killer. There's, there's somebody there that's going to have a kingdom anointing. There's somebody there that's all oh, that's going to kill more than those that would not sell out. Lift up your hands and tell him, God, I'm available. I'm available. I'm available. I'm available. It's that anointing that calls yokes of addiction to flee. It calls, it causes yokes of depression to break. It causes chains to break. Oh, I don't want to just preach. I got to be anointed. I don't just want to sing. I got to be anointed. I got to have an anointing on my life. So, I preach tonight that the horn of the Lord is full of oil and it is stopped by this house here tonight. I feel such an anointing flowing in this place. It has stopped by. I don't care if you're a visitor. I don't care if you've been here for 50 years or you just started. I'd get my hands in the air because his horn is ready. His horn is ready. Oil is about to flow. Oil is about to flow. says in verse number six that it came to pass when they were come that they 
Caleb. Everybody saw this boy. And I'm telling you, he had it all together, man. He, he had the three-piece suit on, man. It was all matching and custom-tailored, and everything looked good. Oh, and I want to tell you, everybody that was there looked and said, Surely, surely even, Sam, even Samuel, the man that held that horn of oil, even he looked and said, Oh, this is the boy that's got the goods. There was something on the inside of the prophet that was drawn to Eliab he looked like he could be the anointed one but I want to tell you just because you look like you can be the anointed one or just because you come from the right family God, just because, just because you got Pentecost figured out, just because you know all the motions and the clapping and you know all the catchphrases, it don't mean that the anointing's coming to you. Because the Bible says that the Lord looks. And he said, look not on his countenance. Somebody say his countenance. That's his outward person. He said, man, he said, Samuel, you've been out of the anointing business for a little bit. But you've been, you got to remember the last one you anointed. Because the last one you anointed, he was head and shoulders over everybody. But he never built a valid altar in his life. He knew how to look like he was, he knew how to look like he was giving all. Oh, but the things that still seemed good to him. Oh, it didn't matter. It didn't matter if God said, we don't, I want you to kill it all. If it still looked good to him, he still kept it around. Hey, I want to tell you, Saul knew how to look like a king more than any other king there ever was. But I want to tell you, he became rejected. He became rejected because his countenance was right, but nothing else was right. And here, it was where it was where Samuel was told by God, don't you dare look at on the outside. Don't be caught up on his outward person. Don't be caught up in the height of his stature. I know he seems high and mighty and exalted over everybody else. But, oh, you need to understand, I have refused him. He said, I've rejected him. You look at that word refused. It translates to the same word that was used in verse number one. Where God told, told Samuel that he had rejected Saul. It's a little bit ver different verbiage in the KJV. But it's the exact same word in the Hebrew. He said, I've rejected him. He said, I've done the same thing to him that I've done to Saul. I've done the same thing to him oh he ain't even never been anointed to be king but I've ripped the anointing from him before he can even have it why oh he said he said you gotta understand for the Lord seeth not as man seeth for man looketh on the outward appearance but the Lord looketh on the heart 
Oh, he said, Samuel, I know what you see. But Samuel, I can see what you cannot see. Evidently, there was something on the inside of Eliab's heart that could not handle the oil. There was something on the inside of Eliab's heart that did not match up to everything that God needed for a giant killer, for everything that God needed for a king. I want to tell you, the horn is ready, but it doesn't matter if the heart's not ready. Because the heart, somebody say the heart. Somebody say heart issues. Heart issues can stop the oil from you, for you. Oh, I want to be anointed, preacher. I want God to do it in my life. Hey, let me tell you. Oh, I'm thankful we got holiness. I'm thankful, women, that your hair looks right. And men, I thank you that we're clean shaven and we look all good. But I've got to tell you here tonight. Oh, we can have all that on the outside and be decaying on the inside. You want to know what really tells the story? Can you be anointed or not? Oh, I know you can sing, and I know you can clap, and I know you can speak in tongues, but can you be anointed or not? There were men, there were seven boys that passed through that day. Oh, and only there, there was only one, not even of the seven, but one of eight that would be selected. Oh, that's pretty bad odds, church. I've got to tell somebody, oil is ready. The horn is ready, but God wants to know whose heart is ready there's another level my God I wish I could preach this like the Lord wants me to I've come to tell you what God is getting ready to do in your city and in your church it's not just going to be through miraculous things that happen but it's going to be because your anointed prayers because of your anointed worship, because of your anointed singing, and your anointed lifestyle, God says, I know I'm thankful for what we're doing, but there's got to be more yokes destroyed. There's got to be more yokes destroyed. And the only way I can do that is if I pour out the oil. Come on, lift up them hands right now. God, he has a ready horn, but he's looking for a ready heart. He has a ready horn, but he's looking for a heart that's in the position. Everybody in the room said he's the one. Everybody in the room says, surely this is, this is the Lord's anointed. The most anointed man in the room was even fooled. Woo, you can fool anybody. But you can't fool the Lord. 
and I'm looking for iniquity in the room here tonight. I'm talking about nasty, ugly, old sin that's been there a long time. That's what God's looking for. Come on, Eliab. You know what it's like. You know what it's like to sing and praise and check off that you made it on your Wednesday night church. But I've got to tell you, the oil's not coming to your life until you deal with the iniquity. It's not coming to your life until you deal. Oh, how long are you going to house that thing that God will never ignore? Verse number 12, the oil comes upon a young man who everybody else had forgotten. We see the story of three men here. We see Saul who was rejected. We saw Eliab who was refused. But then we see David who was remembered after everybody else forgot him. Because I want to tell you, oh, he was out there in the middle of that pasture. But I want to tell you, a heart that's right, it just sends, it almost sends up signals to heaven for God to see it. It, it, it was sending strobe lights up to heaven. Everybody else said, oh, oh you're, you're, why are you asking about him? And that's because God said, oh, I know everybody else you've been doing your thing, but this boy has been praising, and this boy has been praying, and this boy has been submitted, and I know everybody else forgot him, but I have remembered him. I wonder if anybody wants your heart to be like that. I wonder if anybody wants your heart to get the attention of God. You know what David had? David had a ready heart. His heart was right. It was ready for the anointing. We're focused on the wrong things. We are focused on the wrong things. We're focused on whether we're going to get to sing the solo or not. Hearts a mess. We're focused on the right outfits. <laughs> and God said, no. Let me see one of them hearts that's blinking with purity. Let me see one of them hearts. I got to preach a little bit about what David said. Oh, the, I'm going to preach the words of an anointed man. This is what he said in Psalm 12 and 1. He said, help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth. He said, I look everywhere and godliness is gone. He said, for the faithful for, for the faithful fell from among the children of men. They speak vanity, everyone with his neighbor, with flattering lips, and with a double heart do they speak. David spoke of godliness ceasing. He spoke of faithfulness failing. He spoke of flattering lips and a double heart. Nobody has two hearts. He wasn't talking about a man that had two hearts in his chest, but he was talking about a man that could live one way when he came to the house of God and a man that could live another way when he wasn't there. My God, have mercy. 
He was preaching about the man that can live one way when everybody sees him, but behind closed doors and it's late at night and he's got the cell phone and the website. He does something entirely different. I got to preach to you tonight and tell you, it was this, it, he, he spoke of that double heart that did two different things, but then we see in Psalms 108 and 1 how David's heart was. He said, oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. He said, my heart is set on one thing. My heart is set on one thing and one thing alone. God sees the heart. He's looking for the heart today. Come on, somebody throw them hands up. Come on, the horn's ready, but is your heart ready? The horn's ready, but is your heart ready? God doesn't pick you because you can sing good. He doesn't pick you because how much money is in your bank account. He doesn't pick you because of what family you're from. He doesn't pick you because who your daddy was or who he wasn't. He picks you because of purity I was on the way over here and I was reading in Psalms and I saw this scripture and it got all, all over me. Tears started filling my eyes because I started seeing just how much God really sees us. Watch this, Psalm 17 and 1. He said, hear the right. Oh, I like that. He said, hear the right. He said, ah, I'm right with the Lord. He said, hear the right, O Lord. Attend unto my cry. Give ear unto my prayer. That goeth not out of faint lips. Watch this. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence. Let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. Here it is. Thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Oh, my God. David said, when I was sleeping, you saw who I really was. Don't you think you can fool the Lord? He's got an anointing for somebody that's real tonight. He can't anoint who you're pretending to be. He can't anoint who you're pretending to be. He can only anoint who you really are. Son of a high Get the pastor fooled. Get the music team fooled. Get the Sunday school fooled. Get a whole side of the building fooled. But I want to tell you, David said, he visited me in the night when no one was there. He saw me for who I really was. He said, thou hast tried me and shall find nothing. How many can say that? You visited me in the night. You tried me and you found nothing. Somebody say purity. That's what God's looking for tonight. Come on, throw them hands up. Throw them hands up. Come on, you're so worried about getting your past right. You're so worried about getting your future right. You're so worried about getting your family right. Honey, I want to tell you, if you'll focus on getting that heart right, if you'll focus on getting that heart right, it'll all line out. I wish somebody would just touch your chest. I wish you'd just beat on your chest right now and say, my heart, God, my heart, my heart, it's got to be right. It's got to be right and ready. It's got to be right and ready, oh, Lord. 
Psalm 138 and 1, he said, I will praise thee with my whole heart. Why do you even have to say that? Why couldn't he just say, Lord, I praise thee with my heart? We got to see the rest of the scripture. Watch this. He said, I will praise thee with my whole heart before the gods, little g, before the gods will I sing praises unto thee. Why did he say whole heart? Because he knew just a little bit about half-hearted praise. Why did he say, I'll praise you with my whole heart? He said, before the gods, there were pagan gods. that These were pagan gods that he was speaking of. Apparently, he found himself, when he was writing this, somewhere in the midst of some kind of idol worship where every idol there was beckoning for his attention. But he made up his mind. I know I'm in the world. I know that there's things all around me. But I made up my mind. I don't care what another church is doing. I don't care what my family's doing. I will praise thee with my whole heart. Everything I got belongs to him. Somebody lift up them hands to the Lord right now. I come to tell you, I come to tell you, the horn is ready. The horn is ready. The horn is ready. Oh, I believe that prophetic spirit is here. Oh, somebody, you got to lift up them hands. Oh, there's a ready horn, but God's looking for a ready heart. I wish somebody get out of your seat. I wish you get on your feet. I wish you throw your hands up at this altar and say, God, I'm ready for real anointing to come upon me if there's anything that's got to be removed if there's anything that's got to be changed that's what I'm going to do come on don't lay hands on anybody else this ain't time to lay hands on anybody else this is time to say God I need surgery on my heart fix my heart let there be no bitterness shut up on your side let there be no offense let there be no sin Who's ready? Who's ready? That's the question. Who's ready? Who's ready? Come on, there's an anointing that's going to come down in this room. You need to lift up your hands. I believe this is a service that God wants to change somebody for the rest of their life. There's another level of power. There's another level of anointing that God's bringing to you. But God, he's seen too many Eliads. He's looking for a David that says, my heart is fixed. Come on, let's turn this into a prayer room right now. Don't refuse me, God. God, if there's something in my heart, if there's something in my heart, come on, maybe it was from 10 years ago. We got to deal with it tonight. Oh, maybe 
it was somebody else from some other church. Maybe it was something else entirely. Maybe it was family. I don't know what it is, but you got to lift up them hands and say, God, don't refuse me. God, don't reject me. God, I've got to get it right. I've got to get that heart where it's supposed to be. I got to get my heart connected to purity. I got to get back connected to godliness. Come on, David said the faithful fail. You need to lift up your hands and say, God, I'm getting a hold of faithfulness again. I'm going to be who I'm supposed to be. Come on, lift them hands. You got to be tired of pretending. You got to get sick of pretending. Come on. The real thing awaits you. Real anointing, real power. God, loose it on your people tonight. Loose it on your people. Loose it on your people. Come on, nobody laying hands on anybody. Hands up. Heart up. Head up. Voice lifted. Come on, bro. Come on, the horn's ready. The horn's ready. God's ready to do it. God's ready to give you the anointing that you've longed for your entire life. But you just, if you'll get that heart in the right space, it'll come. If you'll get that heart where God desires your heart to be, it will flow upon you. Come on, we have underestimated purity. We have undervalued purity. We have undervalued purity. But it's still the main thing on God's list of the things he anoints. Come on, somebody reach. God, I got to get a hold of purity again. God, I got to get a hold of purity again. I got to get a hold of separation again. I got to get a hold of holiness again. God, I'm not worried about being a superstar. God, I'm not worried about being famous. I'm not worried about getting likes or shares. But God, I'm worried about my heart. Let my heart be where you desire it to be. Come on, somebody cry out with everything you've got. There's a horn that's here. The oil is here. Come on, these are the kind of atmospheres where people are called to ministry. These are the kinds of atmospheres where people are never the same.
Come on, that horn of anointing is resting over this church right now. The horn of anointing is, oh, this is an appointment from God. This is an appointment from God. Lift your hands and say, God, I'm the one. I'm pure. I'm hungry. excuses out of your mind get all the hurt out of your spirit come on get all that out of your mind and focus on that heart God my heart's going to be where it's supposed to be I don't care who did what I don't care what the Saul's did before me I don't care about the alive that wasn't living I don't care about the alive that looked apart but wouldn't be the part God let my heart be pure Come on, I come to say very simply, if you will chase purity, the oil will chase you. If you will chase purity, the oil will chase you. Oh, if you'll fall on an altar of purity, the oil will fall on you. I challenge somebody to get low in this place. Somebody get on the floor. Somebody get on the floor and say, God, it's me. It's me. Come on, let that voice out. Somebody let that voice out. Oh, God, I'm ready. Come on, let something die in you. Let something die in you tonight. You can make it an ordinary service if you want to. Oh, but if you want the oil, if you want the oil, you got to reach for purity. Come on, you don't have to beg for it. Just get that heart right. Come on, you don't have to beg for it. Just get that heart ready. Oh, come on, get rid of the double heart. Come on, get rid of the double mind. Come on. There's got to be a David that says, my heart is fixed.
Come on, reach up and grab it. Oil's flowing in this room. The oil is flowing in this room. Come on, there's a young man. You're about the anointing's about to come to your life. Come on, there's a young lady. The anointing's about to come to your life. Come on, there are couples in here. There are ministries that have yet to be born that are being born in this house right now. What is it? It's a horn and it's ready. It's a horn and it's ready. Come on, God needs somebody that's committed to end time revival. God needs somebody that's really sold out. God needs somebody that won't play games. There's an anointing coming. God help us.
Come on, pray. Come on, keep praying. Hallelujah. Why don't you go further than you always go? Feel it in the Holy Ghost, the voice again. Don't stop where you always stop. Ah, yes, God. <laughs> Come on, if your heart's ready, I want you to stand up and make a line all the way across this front. If you want more anointing in your life, amen. If you're ready, amen. If you got your mind made up, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. We have heard a word from God tonight. Hallelujah. We, we don't even want people teaching Bible studies without anointing. We don't want ushers without anointing. Amen. If, you, if you've made up your mind... We're going to anoint every head in this building that's ready. There's something powerful about a transfer. Uh, hallelujah. Come on, if you're ready, press all the way to the front. Uh, amen. If you ain't sure, you're dismissed. Uh, hallelujah. But if you know you're ready, uh, you know you got your mind made up. Come on, just be, you got to have a heart. Raise your hands and after you're, you're anointed, put your hands down. Amen. Keep your hands up until you're anointed with oil. Amen. I want you to believe when the oil touches your head that there's going to be a greater anointing come upon you than it's ever come upon you. Oh, I feel revival.
Come on, if you haven't been anointed, I want you to throw your hands up. And if you have been anointed, I want you to go back just a little bit and let the ones who haven't come forward. Come on, come on, come on. We got to get to everybody. We got to get to everybody. We got to get to everybody. Come on, if you haven't been anointed, throw your hands up. If you haven't been anointed, throw your hands up. Throw your hands up. Come up here. Oh, in the name of the Lord. Come on, we're trying to get to everybody. Anybody else? Come right up here. Anybody else? Come right up here. Come on, if there's anybody else that needs to be anointed, thank you. Come on up. God, you're going to do it. God, you've got a special plan and a purpose. Come on, anybody else that hasn't been anointed, if you have not, please come up to the front. Please press your way through. Don't sit back. Come on, the rest of everybody else, press your way into the front again. Come on, press your way into the front and lift them hands up. Come on, lifted hands in a loud voice right now. Lifted hands in a loud voice. Shodeba Hosata. In the name of the Lord Jesus, God, I call on the anointing.
church yokes are breaking in this city right now lift your voice and pray with authority Come on now, now, let go of the past and reach for your future. Let go of your past and reach for your future. It is here, it is here, it is here. Come on, speak in tongues. Let that voice speak out. Do it with a loud voice. Come on, as you pray, there's another level of intensity that's coming on you. As you pray, there's another level of intensity that's going to come on you. It's going to be that anointing. You're going to feel that anointing. Pray, pray, pray. Pushing the Holy Ghost. Pushing the Holy Ghost. Pushing the Holy Ghost. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Let that devil, let that devil that's been talking you out of it hear you say it. It's mine. 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 Listen to me right now, church. Listen to me right now. We got to deal with that voice that's been in your head. That voice that says, I don't know my place in the church. Listen to me. It ain't time to go look for a position somewhere else. And it ain't time to long for a position here. Listen to me. We've got one job. Are you ready for it? That is to be anointed. David didn't walk around that shepherd's field saying, man, I wish I could have that throne. 
didn't walk around that shepherd field saying, man, I wish they'd, they'd start making, singing songs about me, about how I killed my ten thousands. It started with purity. Listen to me. We got it all twisted up. If we will pursue purity and we will focus on having a pure heart and being anointed, the rest will all work out. But listen, the devil will love to get, to get you so disgruntled. He would love to have you look at so many things and wonder why are they getting used and I'm not. Don't worry about that. David was the last of the eight that was called on. But because his heart was right, he had the goods. Come on, I want you to throw your hands up and I want you to make a commitment and say, God, my commitment is to purity. My commitment is to being anointed. Oh, if I'll focus on purity and I'll focus on being anointed, God will focus on me and I don't have to worry about a position. I don't have to worry about a throne. I don't have to worry about being a leader. God will work everything else out, but my main goal is to be anointed come on shake that voice off of you shake that lying devil off of you he's lied to you he's hoodwinked you he's trying to make you get offended and be lost but you gotta make up your mind tonight I got one goal and one goal alone I will be anointed It's time for the most anointed prayer meetings you've ever had. It's time for the most anointed outreaches you've ever had. It's time for the most anointed music practices you've ever had. I believe if we'll get our heart in the right place and we'll pursue what God's poured on us tonight, I promise you it will blow our minds where we're going to be at the end of this year. Come on, I want you to throw your hands up one more time and tell him, God, I'm committed. I'm committed to purity. Pastor, preach it to me. Pastor, preach it to me. If it's got to leave my house, it's going to leave my house. Because my heart has got to be right. Come on, I think we ought to dance a little bit for the anointing that God's poured out tonight. We ought to dance a little bit. Oh, I'm dancing for purity. I'm dancing for holiness. I'm dancing for godliness. I'm dancing for purity. I'm dancing for the anointing. Come on, let's lift our hands and thank him. What a mighty God. Lift your hands and thank him right now.
Come on, let's love him together right now. Can you just show him some love? Hallelujah. Think about how good he is. How wonderful he is. How merciful he is. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I forgot to say it today, but I prayed it today. God, let it be a double portion fall upon the people tonight. Amen. Did anybody get a double portion? Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Pray a double portion upon you for your efforts on midweek. I know you're tired and you're working and all these things. Everybody in this room had an excuse to not be here. But you overcame it and you walked through the doors. God has blessed you for your effort. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. You know how you get the favor of God on your life? You just do right. Amen. Praise God. You search your heart. When it's Wednesday and you're tired, midweek still matters. And you come and give it all you got. I feel sorry for the people that didn't come tonight. My heart goes out to them. I hope they enjoyed the lazy boy, but they're way behind you spiritually. Spiritually, they're way... It burns me for them, but... You know, praise God. Amen. I'm glad he did what he did. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Fish, for preaching to us. Amen. I appreciate knowing the words of God. People just tell it like it is. I know y'all ain't used to that, but man, every now and then you get it sometimes. Amen. God bless you. What about tomorrow? Can anybody think you'll have a chance to pray anywhere tomorrow? Anybody? Praise God. Search your heart and let God work on your spirit. Amen. And watch God bless you. Amen. Shake somebody's hand and tell them I've been blessed tonight. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.